So I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying nothing without a lawyer present. I'll be your lawyer. So I um, you say everything. I thought, right, I get to Sheffield at about 25 to 8. Yeah. So I'll get an Uber because it'll be quicker and fancier. I was like, shit, I ain't got my maps. You know what I did have? Last night's pants. That is disgusting. What are you insinuating about my pants? How, how they've been round your arsehole. No, I used the front bit. Bring around your cock and balls, then. <laughs> but it's my cock and balls. <laughs> I can see this you being used as a fucking intro for an episode. Correct. See you later. <laughs> Welcome. Still no World War Three yet. We're all still here. We're not a pile of dust heated up to about 3,000 degrees centigrade. And firstly, well done you for making it through that first song and getting this far. Uh, this is We're a Twatty Family, a midlife punk podcast special where we have decided, against our better judgment, to review the 2003 compilation We're a Happy Family, a tribute to the Ramones. I- I've got some thoughts on it, but obviously... Uh, as ever, back on his PC, it's nihilism. 
Hi, everybody. He's happy as Larry. Listen to that. And then we've got Dickie from off, off of Shackleford again. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's fucking fine. Fucking fine. We all love the Ramones here. We do. Uh, and, and that's why I think this, this compilation is fucking an insult. But I did a bit of research, gang. You know me. Uh, and this whole thing was a Johnny Ramone brainchild. Yeah, it's got a stink all over it, hasn't it? Yeah, so, so it's explaining a lot. Anyway, look. You know what we usually do here? We go through song by song. Uh, the first and last songs get full playthrough, and then we've chosen uh, two each to play through in full. The others will uh, be 30-second blasts. And the first one that you heard was um, an absolute fucking massacre of the song Havana Affair from the Ramones' first album by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Niles smiling happily. Let's see what Niles' take on this was. No, no, you first, because you said you had some red-hot takes on it. See what I did there? <laughs> I've got some fucking red-hot chilli takes on this. Uh, the reason it's at the start is because Johnny Ramone loved it so much. I did read that. Yeah. And to be frank, it it's... Uh, I'm going to say this a lot. It is fucking disgusting. I ate the red-hot chilli peppers. If you ever read Anthony Kiedis' autobiography, he's like, oh, I don't know how we made it, man. And then he reveals that his babysitter was Cher because his dad dealt drugs to Sonny and Cher. So, yeah, fuck them and fuck this, frankly. Dickie? I think, yeah, the first thing I kind of... It, it just loses everything that makes the Ramones so great. The, the energy, the kind of speed of it, the passion of it. It's just, it's just drab, fucking drab. <laughs> and... The other thing it loses, the one good thing about the Chili Peppers is Flea's bass playing. He doesn't even get any of that going in there. Like It's like he couldn't be fucking bothered to do it either. And Havana Affair, I, I never got to see the Ramones. Dream band, if it's that age-old thing, if you could see any band in history, who would it be? Ramones would be the one for me. I've seen plenty of other bands, such as the Queers and various other do plenty of Ramones songs, and Havana Affair is one of them songs that's always so much energy, speed, passion, just incredible. This just <laughs> loses every element of that. It's fucking drab. Niall? Well, let me just consult my notes, Tom. Um, yeah. Watery, weak and wanky, blander than Brian's current diet. It, there was just no fucking, like Dickie said, like please bass playing is second to none. And there's just no, there's no element of, of urgency, no funk, no, yeah, this is the motherfucking Ramones. It's just bullshit. And Johnny Ramone, well, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Even yeah, I think, yeah, I don't think he's bothered. Yeah, it, it's it's poor. It, it's it's bad, 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 bad. Tom Sidwell does not like this. Uh, for the benefit of the uninitiated, uh, Brian's bland diet. Brian is uh, Niall's dog, who has shitting issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. 
Oh, fuck me. Right. Nobody's picked this. I nearly did. We're going to move on to track two. It's another accessory to the crime of this compilation. It's Rob Zombie doing Blitzkrieg Bop. Rob Zombie doing Blitzkrieg Bop there. Really, really beefed it up a bit, I thought. Uh, just I, Only note I took from this, it's it's like if you could take every rock bar in the UK and turn it into a song. <laughs> every rock bar? <laughs> yeah, it's just that. Just, yeah. You know what I mean. Like, you walk into a rock bar and it sounds like this song. Only <laughs> in the street land. Going through a timeline. Yeah, it's it's really just uh, white zombie by numbers, isn't it? But they're just ruining a perfectly good classic. Yeah, I mean, I I, literally, I've got nothing to say about it because it's just... Right, yeah, according to my research, Rob Zombie helped... Uh, quite significantly in, in putting this together. He did the artwork um, as well. So thanks, Rob, for that. Uh, he he recently uh, complained about kids skateboarding at a skate park near his house <laughs> and, and told the damn fool kids to go home. So that's, that's, that's rock and roll. rock, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... I mean, I don't mind a good reimagining of a song. But this, why the fuck are we slowing shit down? I mean, more of that later on. It was funky and groovy enough, but Blitzkrieg Bop is one of them songs, isn't it, that you just like, again, fuck yeah, it's the Ramones. It or sells it's... fucking washing machines and fridge oh. freezers, for fuck's sake. White goods advert, yeah. I expected more from Rob Zombie, I'll be honest. We'll be back after a quick break. Is real music dying? What even is real music and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, Rob, you heard it here first, you silly old cunt. Yeah, so so that was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. We've got we've got an early doors full playthrough. Ding a ling a ling. Dingalingaling, it's uh, Niall's choice. 
You can tell us, tell everyone what the song is now. Yep, the track is "I Believe in Miracles" from Way From You Sex Thing. Yeah, of course it did. All fucking day. <laughs> yeah, this is Eddie Vedder and Zeke, um, which I've, I've not heard this version before, and I was like, that's really interesting. Um, I thought it was a weird pairing, because it's Eddie Vedder and Zeke. Um, Vedder sounds like he needs a shit badly and can't wait for the recording to finish. <laughs> and that's that's urgency right there, but not the kind I was looking for. No, like like... He's got a quivering in his voice going on there, isn't there? More of that later. Okay, more quivering coming up. I think it's because they're from Seattle, aren't they, Zeke? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so like uh, Eddie Veds, 
that, that that's probably the connection because I bet this was a big deal for them to get on here amongst the great and the good that uh, of rock and roll that are on what this compilation. Yeah, Can you imagine that conversation, guys. We really want you to record. Um, I believe in miracles for this compilation. Fucking yes, without any better. Oh, for fuck's sake. so you you chose it. Yes, um, I really enjoyed playing this in our short-lived Ramones slash Misfits cover band. Um, I really liked the song as well, um, but yeah, mainly because it was one of the standouts for him. Um, going back to what we'd been saying earlier about the energy and everything, Zeke just, it sounds like Zeke, but at the same time they got that loyal Ramones kind of homage in there. It, it's kind of a perfect blend. Yeah. I would have chose this one, but you got in there first. Yeah, friend friend of the show, Baldu Brian, uh, involuntary skinhead in Japan. Uh, he said Zeke must have needed lots of money for heroin to um, have signed up for this. Is there enough heroin in the world to get you to do a duet with Eddie Vedder? Clearly there is. It seems so, yeah. But it's- I think... Eddie Vedder got some kind of background with the Ramones, hadn't he? The um, I've got the DVD. What's it called? We're Out of Here. Yeah, it's yeah. The last ever Ramones show, which is a bit painful because they wheel out as many celebrities as they can on stage with them. But Eddie Vedder, I forget what song it is, but he comes out and sings with them at their last ever show. So I think they've got some kind of friendship between Vedder and the Ramones. The worst bit of that, DVD for me is like backstage everyone's just sort of after the show Ramones have had a shower the ones that are still there and and you know everyone's just sort of chilling out and Jerry only from the Misfits is there in his full fucking Legion of Doom get up you know, have a day off mate fucking hell it's yeah, a party no he wasn't he wasn't on with them they weren't supporting he just turned up in his full fucking cosplay gear in his Devil lock with his hairline that starts behind his head. Fucking twat. What's your thoughts, Tom? Uh, it's a, it, like like you guys have said. Like it, it's it's a it's a decent song. It's not a typically Ramonesy one. It's a bit of a pop song, isn't it? Uh, dark pop song. I, I I don't mind it. It's the tremolo, the quivering in his voice. It's just like you don't need to do it. Why are you doing it? I suppose he's the male equivalent of Mariah Carey, you know, with all the whoa shit that's going on. It's like, mate, it's not necessary. Yeah, ambivalent to that one. It's not the worst crime on here. Which album was that off, by the way? Uh, Originally. Yeah. uh, Brain Drain in 1989. That figures. It's a very 80s one, though, isn't it? Yes. A lot of people hate 80s Ramones, and I think it's a mixed bag. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm of the same opinion, yeah. Some of it's... I quite like the tacky stuff they did. Songs like Howling at the Moon and like when they bring in some synths and stuff. I'm, I'm quite on board with that, is Ramones. It's never going to be their best stuff, but... No, it's there's not a lot of greatest hits fodder on there, but if you want to spice it up a bit... <laughs> Commando and Pet Cemetery, they're my top two of the 80s. Hmm. It's got to be a pretty late shoe-in for Commando in the 80s, though, isn't it? 81? It's there. It's, it's there. Got off on a technicality. Right. Oh, I've... Oh, have I stuck with this choice? I have. 
Hey! Hey, hey, hey! Yeah! It's Metallica doing 53rd and 3rd, and there is an abundance of yes in here, so enjoy that. Metallica, 53rd and 3rd. Sounds like it was recorded uh, in a shipping container. Um, apparently, they did five uh, Ramones covers, uh, which were all smattered amongst CD single releases of St. Anger. And you can hear that signature dustbin snare there <laughs> from that period of Metallica. Um, yeah, I just thought, uh, why have they done this? What? Who told them that this was any good? Johnny Ramone, probably. Uh, you know, I, I saw the list of other songs they did. They did Commando. They did, yes. I was going to say I picked up on these. They should have done. A, they should have done a fast one. <laughs> Not fifty third and third. Yeah, standing on the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just uh, come on, lads, pick it up a bit. Jesus Christ! And again, and this pisses me off about this. There were a number of compli- number of contributions to this compilation that just sound like somebody was up against a deadline didn't really want to do it but the paycheck was decent and this is one of them we'll be back after a quick break did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear 
How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. For me, it's, you know, the uh, the DD line in it, now I took out my razor blade. Yeah. When they sing that, it's butchering it. I mean... Razor blade, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's trying to achieve. It's it, it's terrible. <laughs> it fuck me. Fuck me. Yeah, it sounds like a bunch of middle-aged men playing around in their ridiculously expensive and fully kitted-out garage. Well, as long as they had a good time. No, I hope they had a bad time. <laughs> but yeah, you mentioned they'd done a few more covers. I did listen to them as well in Commando. It was almost ruined for me forever, but I pulled back. Oh, really? So it wasn't a case of they should have gone with that one. It's good. Nah. I was going to say, what else do they have? Like, now I want to sniff some glue. Yep. I'm going to have to have a look now. Yeah, okay, you'll Mom of the World, I think, was another one. Nelson and I read earlier. I've not heard them, but I mean, now I want to sniff some glue. That sounds like it'd be better fit for them. What Did you listen to that one at all now? Was that? Yeah. Yeah, there's an old YouTube playlist. I almost fell down a rabbit hole. <laughs> now I want to. Sniff some glue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get the idea with that. Oh, God. Right. This is... Get this bloke to The Hague for war crimes. This is terrible. Right. Here is uh, top cunt Bono and his pals uh, doing Beat on the Brat from the Ramones, 1976 album, Ramones. no one picked that so he only got to put up with that whispering cunt for 30 odd seconds or so starts off in my view decent this is exactly what i was going to say if you didn't look at the track listing if you just heard the music kick in you'd be like i'm into this 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 is good and then it beat on the bread (laughs) beat on the bread you know what the worst part is though his stage name is Bono Vox, Latin for fucking great voice or something. Is that what it, is that where it comes from? Yeah. I did not know. My that. first notes on this are wispy, shitty vocals. <laughs> and it's like a it's like a band at school, not one of the cool bands. 
but like a bunch of people who know instruments got together to record this for some fucking homecoming dance or some shit. He went through a real fucking period of stapling himself to anything to do with punk. He's on that Joe Strummer documentary. He's on this. They played this on on something, uh, like a live, like Conan O'Brien or something like that. They played that on there, and I, I don't know why. I don't what. Just leave it alone, lad. Just leave it alone. You got your money. Just fuck off. I think they always try and like kind of. I don't know, give themselves some credibility by associating yeah. them with bands that inspired them. Me and Dave watched a documentary the other day. It's a Dave Grohl one about um, bands touring in vans. So it's looking back about like almost how a van is the fifth member of a band or whatever. Like, in sounds, it sounds very Alan Partridge, this documentary. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite good to be fair. But um, <laughs> the edge is on that. And again, the first thing I want to do is keep going on about Oh yeah, I heard that Ramones record, and it made me want to be able to do it. And so yeah, then they're always trying to like kind of apologise almost by saying we do like good music. I'm sorry how ours turned out. I don't remember loads of fucking delay on the first Ramones album or that, time. That's what I noticed as well. That U2 production on it just is the worst. The vocal kind of reverb and everything like. Just- Why is he whispering? <laughs> Are they recording it like, is his missus in the next room asleep? Maybe he just wasn't having a very fucking Bono Vox day. <laughs> Bono cocks more like, <laughs> fuck me, rubbish. Any other thoughts on that? No, like I yeah, said, just... starts out strong and then just fast, fast declines. On that note, and I never thought I'd hear myself saying this, thank God for this next song. Lord praise Gene and Paul and the other lads. Dickie has picked this and, frankly, he's, he's salvaged my evening. His, his Do You Remember Rock and Roll Radio? Absolutely knocked out the park by prize multimillionaire cockens Kiss.
What a song, Dickie. What a choice. It's the notes I've made on it, what I love about it. It sounds as though Kiss had been invited onto the Hooter Nanny and <laughs> they decided to do a Ramones song and out of nowhere, Jules Holland and all the gang of all just Kiss with the Ramones and <laughs> on the piano with his boogie woogie band. Joining in at the end of the night and it's it's so ridiculous, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. I think it is just I reckon that uh, Phil Spector, because he produced that, the Ramones version, didn't he? Yes. Of that song. I reckon that's what he could hear in his head. <laughs> that's what his vision was. And I think uh, Ace and Paul and Gene and the other one, uh, yeah. the, I don't know if he was in it then. But, no, but yeah, they, 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 they made it true. They made... The, it is loud. It is brash. It's fucking bombastic. I love it, especially when he goes. Uh, Lately, it all sounds the same to me. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, mate. Who thought it's to do that? It doesn't sound like Kiss. It doesn't sound like the Ramones. Like, <laughs> no. what, what's going on? <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Gene Simmons uh, vocal heavy though, in it. So I reckon he I was do. like pushing him on that, but he doesn't do the yahoo <laughs> bit. One of the YouTube comments was um, Paul Stanley is such an underrated singer. <laughs> is he underrated? Um, I mean, look at their career. I'd probably be as bold to say no, he's fucking not. I think he's quite rated. Yeah, I think his bank balance would demonstrate that he's quite rated. I'm gonna have a look at the comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually fuck kiss, but not tonight, baby. Not tonight. Well, Jill love Dicky getting that they had, one. They had a red hot crack, didn't they? <laughs> they did, and that's what you want from this. They obviously thought, right? We've got this opportunity to do this on this compilation. That's going to be really good. Let's go. Let's do rock and roll radio. Let's fucking really make it massive. And then you've got Whispering Cunt and Red Hot Shitty Peppers who sound like they'd rather be anywhere at fucking... Yeah, Kiss definitely went into this looking for extra credit. <laughs> I wonder who... A-star from me. I wonder what control they had over track listing and what bands were allowed to pick what and stuff like, if this was their first choice. Because, like you say, they nail it. No Bonzo goes to Bitburg on there, is there? It's a travesty, and it's probably a blessing. Well, it's it's because Johnny Ramone did well, it all, wasn't it? Yeah. He, um, he didn't even play on the album version of it, did he? He refused to play it. <sighs> Silly old bastard. Dead now, anyway. Don't matter. <laughs> right, track seven. Has anyone picked this? No. Oh, yeah. No. I was going to pick it for lots. But then yeah. I remember that you always play the 30 seconds. I was, I thought it would be funny to make people go through the suffering we had to go through and listen to the whole thing. But that joke just... It was if you've ever bad. wondered what happens if you put a sex predator with a brief to cover a Ramon song and a Casio keyboard in a room, this is what they'll spit out. Here's Maz Manson uh, doing the KKK took my baby. How weird.
What's going on there? I have notes on this. Be my guest. I've only got one note, which is just terrible on every level. <laughs> That's all I managed to get out. Sex offender and all-round piece of human fucking garbage pushes this through his fucking Trent Reznor machine and it spits out this utter fucking garbage trash. Fucking wank. I don't know how kids ever related to this punt. It is, it's bad, isn't it? Again, I like a reimagining of a song, but this is so far fucking removed. The only thing that's true to the original is the fucking lyrics. That's <laughs> yeah. true. That's yeah. true. It, it's it. Like we get it. You're into spooky shit, mate. Fucking hell! I bet the rest of his band were like, "What are you doing that for? <laughs> we could have done something decent with that. What are you doing?" You know, oh, I was just fucking bored, so I put. Spooky settings on me fucking keyboard and, and press pop beat five. What utter rubbish, utter rubbish. Dan Disposable, longtime friend of the show, in the comments said that this at least has done something interesting. I'm sorry you're so bored in your life, Dan, that you think that's interesting. I've had more interesting shits, probably just before this. Well, yeah, but now's not the time for that. Okay, fine. So, yeah, fuck you, Maz Manson. Uh, the original of that was from Pleasant Dreams, 1981. That was the original, but Maz Manson bought it bang up to the Baroque period with a load of spooky bollocks. I'm surprised this one was one that Johnny wanted on the record, though, because this was an anti-Johnny Ramone song as well, weren't it? Uh, allegedly. He must have been on some fucking pain meds during this. Is that... The caveat—it's allegedly about him, is it? I, I, I mean, it's so. yeah, it's explicit. <laughs> now might be a good time to mention our uh, regular podcast episode with Monty A. Melnick, the Ramones manager, where we asked him about this, and he basically told us to shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> of course, they talk to each other. They were had to run a business. All right, mate. <laughs> Everyone thinks they didn't speak to one another, so yeah. They wouldn't speak to each other again if they'd heard that Maz Manson thing. So I kind of feel sorry for Kiss given their placement on the track listing. Oh, it, it's. I think they've took one for the team. Frankly, I, I think they've said no. We're not having fucking whispery twat, uh, whispery Irishman, uh, and then Maz Manson. We're not having that. We're going to bring everyone back. It, it's like an inverted dog shit sandwich. <laughs> Rather than like the turd in the middle, kiss are like some kind of gourmet filling. Solid gold. Dog turds either side of it. As the that's, that's a good analogy. That's a good analogy. Right, track eight. Uh, I think Dickie chose this one. Bit left field uh, from the lad. It's I just want to have something to do, which was originally on Road to Ruin. Um, and it's international supergroup Garbage.
well, I just want to have something to do there by uh, garbage. Um, Dicky picked it as his full playthrough, which was apparently released as a B-side to their single "Why Do You Love Me," which I've never heard. No, to be honest, I'm not particularly a garbage fan. I don't really know much of their material at all. But in doing some research this afternoon, so I used to own this CD. I had this from years back and stuff. Like I picked it up in the early 2000s. I don't know where it is anymore because Tom pointed out to me yesterday. What going for about a hundred odd quid on? About um, hundred and twenty quid, yeah. Yeah, the CD. Yeah, looks like it. Yeah, so I've got Dang. this from back in the day. But this song, yeah, I, I it's going back to what we were saying earlier. The things that like Chili Peppers and all them are missing out on. It, it's still got that energy, that kind of vibe. It, it feels like it's loyal to the original, but it definitely sounds like garbage as well it's yeah, i don't know it just it, to me feels like what the record should be paying homage reflecting the ramones but at the same time putting your stamp on it and that's, it, fair. It, that's fair and enough i forgot, I forgot mm. how it was it was only when i re-listened this afternoon i went actually no i won't let people listen to mass manson i'll go for this <laughs> It's a good version, like you say. Yeah, because the thing is with the Ramones, it was boiled down to its absolute raw basics anyway. Mm. So, so to try and deconstruct it even more is just trying to lick your own arsehole, isn't it? You're just trying to show off and be a cunt. Whereas, Looking at you, Mr. Manson. <laughs> <laughs> urban myth, no. Uh, yeah, they, they, they've, they've done it. They, they, like you said, Dickie, it's quite obviously garbage. Um they do all their own production, but yeah, the song's still as beefy and stampy as it ever was. That's what we want, please. Yeah, yeah. Just they'll never be my favourite band or anything, but you know what? Literally, I can't complain about it. It's it's great cover, doing their own thing. Perfect. Nice, nice to have a lass on there as well. Mm. Yeah, um, I had the first garbage album way back in the nineties, um, and it, it is their sound, but. Like you said, Dickie, it's the perfect blend of covering a song with like its original kind of soul, but doing it in your own way. And it's for that reason, it's probably one of the best tracks on the compilation. There, I said it. Come at me. <laughs> no, but yeah, it is. It's like going back to the uh, the Zeke one as well, and it's yeah keeping the kind of authenticity of the Ramones but just putting your own flavour on it yeah my notes say uh, always had a soft spot for our shirl this is the correct level of snarling and spunkery because it is pretty spunky I think they've come out of this pretty well old garbage haven't they yeah oh track nine top actor and his friends Billy Joe Armstrong um wheeled out Outsider uh, from the album Subterranean Jungle, released in 1983. So here's Green Day doing Outsider, a little snippet for you.
Green Day doing Outsider. Sounds like Green Day, don't it? It's the B-side to Warning, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, I believe it was. I, again, it's one of them that I've heard umpteen times. I think they could have really made a bit of effort and done another one. It's yeah. Because, yeah, I think because Green Day obviously so inspired by the Ramones and they kind of created this genre almost that it is Green Day doing Green Day, but it's too close to the Ramones. Like we were saying about garbage, it's got their stamp clearly on it. I mean, the Green Day stamp is so close to the Ramones already that it's hard to kind of just be like, you're just doing a cover rather than actually doing something a little bit different. I do love it, but just give us something else. Yeah, it's yeah, like you say, it's just uh, carbon copy almost, isn't it? Yeah, my notes are it's Green Day doing the Ramones. I'm not sure what people expect from this, to be honest. No, no, it's not shit. It's no, not no. shit by any stretch. If anything, my notes, the, the thing that I took away from it is just it emphasises how brilliant the Ramones were when you were saying a minute ago, Tom, about how kind of deconstructed they were already. The majority of this song is two chords and it really shows with Green Day's version of it. So it's just, yeah, the the... Best thing about this is just kind of reinforcing how amazing the Ramones were to be able to write a whole song, basically two chords. And make it into a pop song. Yeah. Yeah, man. I thought thought somebody would pick this one, though, but I think that's because we're all punks and not weird metalheads, and there's only a handful of decent punk songs on this. Yeah, like I've heard it a lot. It's not a surprise. It's not going to blow anyone's mind. Um, it's all. fine. That's it. It's it's fine. It's not great. Well, it's not brilliant. It's not wank. It's fine. You've done a fine job. C plus there, <laughs> Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Billy Joel. Don't, don't bring him into it as well. Fuck me. <laughs> right. Now we're going to move on to. Oh, time to give the lasses another go. Something to believe in. It's the Pretenders. It's 30 seconds. Summit to believe in, something to believe in. Summit to believe in. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Chrissy Hyde and a band of pals, uh, the Pretenders. Any thoughts on this? Yep. Go on then, Niall. Um, from my notes, I mean, Chrissy Hyde's voice, it's pretty enough. But Jesus Jones, I cannot imagine a situation where you'd think, oh, I fancy listening to that Pretenders Ramones covers. It's like the love theme to an extremely low-budget American team drama. You can't think of a situation where you'd listen to it, but you'll do a podcast about it. 
Well, I mean, this was literally an assignment, so I had to do it. That's true. That's true. I, I was I was on the train listening to this, obviously, and I was just like staring out the window, watching the sunset, and I was like, oh my fucking God, I'm in Dawson's Creek. <laughs> More like fucking Jacob's Creek. Something to, <laughs> something to believe in, definitely. What did you think of that one, Dickie? The only thing I could muster up in my notes this afternoon was nice enough. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I've written down. I'm like, yes, it's nice enough, isn't it? Like, it's, yeah, it's just nice enough. Like, I, I really like the original. Like, it's, the original's great song and everything, but yeah, just, <laughs> I think Niall nailed it on the head with the <laughs> kind of 90s moody teen drama. Like, it, it definitely has that vibe. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh... That fuss that fucking program charmed. Do you remember that? <laughs> Where they're witches, the three sisters. If I hear this on a Netflix drama in the next three ones, I want to fucking find his face. We'll fucking sue the cunts. Big time. Big time. Right, pretenders, nobody's particularly bothered. Yeah, nothing to complain about, especially, but it, it it's not gonna be on anyone's Best of list, is it? Definitely not. Niall, you've got a full playthrough. I have. Tell them what it is. It is Sheena is a punk rocker by Rancid. Ooh. was your boys rancid uh doing sheena is a punk rocker the classic ramon song oh i don't know about the classic top three top three mm-hmm. uh, what about now what, what about now that dr tim and is he a skinhead is he just going bald lars fredrickson 
uh, what their version? Um, well, my notes say that I'm glad Lars does the majority of the vocals and not me too. Me too. To be honest, I was walking the dog this morning and yeah, that came on and I was like, I'm really hoping for some Bobcat Goldthwait <laughs> shit all over this. <laughs> And then it never happened, and I was a bit like, "You can only you can only hear the good Doctor Armstrong going, bong bong, bong bong." That's the only bit you can hear him do. Thank fuck. And in the outtakes, you hear Lars going, "Will you get the fuck out of this vocal booth?" <laughs> but yeah, I think um, I picked this because it is one of the classics, and it is rancid, and you know they're not going to try and do anything vastly different from the original just play it in their style I've got a slight complaint Dickie have you got any thoughts on this one no I think it's it's going back to almost again like what we were saying with garbage it's it's playing kind of it's an authentic reimagining of it it's not too dissimilar because obviously Rancid's so heavily influenced to begin with anyway but yeah like you can tell it's rancid, but you can still tell it's a romance. Like, I, it would have been probably one of the ones I'd have picked, but I know Niall got in there first. I don't really like the tone of his guitar at the beginning. It's, it's a bit scratchy and a bit digital. I think I think a lot of these things, are, like you were saying earlier, Tom, like kind of a bit forced through the studio really fast. Just to, Yeah, we've uh, got yeah, half an we'll hour. We'll just check in. We'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll use a preset amp, bish, bash, bosh, like... It, for me, for me, it's got um, flashbacks of the No Effects Rancid split that they did. You know where they covered each other's songs. BYO like, records. Like. Yeah, where No Effects really went to town on it and treated it like a project. And it's pretty obvious Rancid were like, right, producers on his lunch break, let's rattle these out. And it it, it sounds the same as then, like you said, Dicky, like it. it is there even two guitars on it? It wouldn't surprise me if it was only Lars in the studio that day, like you say, with vocals and guitar. Just, you know, I can knock this out over lunch. Yeah, it's it's just got a real rushed, rough feel it sound, and not in the sort of traditional Ramones rushed and rough, as in I've got better things to be doing, <laughs> like tattooing skunks on my head, than being here. It wasn't too much of a rush job because if it was, they'd have got Freeman singing. <laughs> he sings on all the rush jobs. Yeah, I, d- I don't think you can do that to the Ramones, though, can you? You can't tarnish their legacy with the third worst singer in Rancid uh, ru- ruining it. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's what you'd expect. I'd, I would have just expected a little bit more polish on it and not necessarily you know, making it sound like fucking Pet Shop Boys. But, you know, j- just a bit more effort. It, it just sounds like they've gone, oh, yeah, we've got to do that Ramones one as well. Yeah. Fuck. Home studio recording or something. I think so. At last hours. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Around when Tim got transplants off the ground anyway. I wonder if this was his demo run. I'll have a crack at recording this myself. <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. 2003, that sounds about right, actually. Yeah, you may be onto something there. This is when he was, like, trying to venture out into... Like, myself. 
I'm I'm a rapper now. <laughs> he invented mumble rap though, so fair play to him. Fair play to old Tim Armstrong. No, any other thoughts now that we've desecrated your song choice? No, not really. Let's move on. All right, no one's picked this. Living up to his name, it's Pete Yorn doing I Wanna Be Your Boyfriend. Boyfriend by Pete Yorn, whoever the fuck that is. And you know anyone know? Did an album with Scarlett Johansson. Is that right? Is that what he's famous for? Or yeah. Pretty much. Singer songwriter, isn't it? So did he do the album with Scarlett Johansson before this or after? I have no idea. I didn't delve that much into his Wikipedia page, to be honest. I didn't mind this purely because he makes an attempt to sound like Joey. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. You'd expect to hear that in a working men's club on a Sunday afternoon, wouldn't you? Oldies night. All these bubblegum pop dream boats, petticoats and all that. They'd they'd be doing this. Definitely, old Pete Yon. And he even sounds like a name. Please welcome. All the way from Barnsley, it's Pete <laughs> Yon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you liked it, Ramones. It, it's it's just, I know it was meant to be like a, a sort of 50s pop standard sounding thing, but he has just made it more standard than anything else. Like was fucking this another Mustangs. Um, Spectre produced one, the original? No, it was on the first one, first album. Oh, shit, yeah, of course it. I only got one note for this. I just, I'll be honest, I was doing this, I've been hungover all day. We, Shackleford. You, 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 this story's got good value, Niall. Niall's okay. coming into this dry, so. Uh, so, Shackleford kind of did an acoustic gig last night. Originally, we'd got it where we'd got three acoustic guitars and an acoustic bass, we'd had a practice. Then we decided on the night, like, Dan didn't know all the songs, so he was like, I'll step back. We'll just have two guitars and bass. We get on stage to play. There's only one guitar would work in the bass. So, like, it, it just keeps diminishing all the time. We weren't prepared for it. But it was at the crew, our local venue, and um, to power on there tonight, <laughs> we turned up already a little bit, drunk and went upstairs to put our kit down and basically we ended up drinking all of Tapao's rider and got into <laughs> lots of trouble about it because we didn't know we we were the arrogant rock stars thinking it was for us and <laughs> drank all of Tapao's beer 
drinking fucking Carol Decker's stash of fucking Echo Falls, you bastards. <laughs> Cronenberg, yeah. apparently. Cronenbergs were the ones that we got into trouble for. We're already referring it to it as uh, Carol's <laughs> Carol's cronies. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we, we, we learned a lesson after last night. So I've been in bed most of the afternoon. I'm having to drink vodka and orange to get through tonight. <laughs> like to kind of soften the booze. So I listened this afternoon for my research and I think I was struggling and all I got with my notes is just the word good. <laughs> That's as far as I could get with it. I was just like, yeah, this sounds good, but I've just got nothing else to add to it. Hangover and Pete Yawn just equals good. <laughs> do, do you think like this is karma chameleon for drinking Carol's cronies? <laughs> I think, I think it is. Oh, God, we're probably never going to be invited back to the crew. Sorry. We, we say that, but then as a result of this conversation we were having earlier, we sort of listed all the sort of, not harmless. Are we going um, to ourselves here? <laughs> yeah, how, we, how we've, we've done varying degrees of damage and annoying shit at that venue over the years. And, uh, you know, everything from trapping Winnow in a wall in the dumb waiter, um, and then him busting out. Uh, the hummus in the party poppers was good. Um, it stank, fucking reeked. Uh, me drop kicking a pint where they <laughs> when they turn the uh, house lights up and we haven't finished. Um, and now Carol's cronies. Yeah, we've we've done quite a lot of nasty yeah. shit there. Really, <laughs> are you people okay? <laughs> hummus in the party poppers was fucking brilliant. Oh, tell me I've told this story before. You haven't, though. Are you sure? Yeah. Right. They're good. It was not only fucking business gig. It was my birthday. Uh, quick save was still open by the venue then. Ooh, so we went and got like a family tub of hummus. No like, frills. Yeah, 150 party poppers. And what we did was we squeezed the party poppers, took the cardboard thing off, took the streamers out, uh, put them, filled them with hummus, put the cardboard thing back on. It took us all night. We didn't watch any. It was like a little production line backstage putting these fucking hummus party poppers together. And we went around dishing them out and we told everyone, don't do them now. Tom will give the signal on stage and we're going to take somebody's at the back, at the, the back of the room with a camera and we'll get a photo of all the streamers. And yeah, and uh, give the old three, two, one. And then there's just loads of people screaming <laughs> as hummus flew through the air at great temperatures and great speeds. It was pretty good fun, actually. Nobody thought it was as funny as us. If anyone has documentation of this night, please, please let us know. It fucking stank. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Pete Yawn. <laughs> Pete Yawn's gone to bed. Uh, I've picked this one. I've been a basic bitch. Come on. It's old, oh. smooth. It's old smooth face and the gang. They want to be sedated. Here's the offspring. Enjoy it.
Spring, I want to be sedated, which was originally from the 1978 album Road to Ruin. Uh, Smooth Face and the gang uh, covered it for the soundtrack to top stoner teen horror thing, Idle Hands, um, which is good. My research took me down that avenue as well. That was the most interesting thing about this song. My notes were just nothing wrong with this song, but what's the point of it? Yeah. <laughs> it was- uh- Mine are just basically like they asked the offspring, they rummaged through the pants drawer and went, Yeah, have that. Again, uh, I think Dan Disposable in the comments said they've phoned it in. And yeah, this is from like 1990 something that they recorded it that. Is, it was very early 90s, I believe. No, nah, it, was, it wasn't. It was. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, it was 99. Yeah. So, so they've sat on it. Everyone had heard it by that point. So they just lobbed it in again, phoned it in. We've already done this. Much like tracks on a Nitro compilation, but that's another episode. That is another episode. Yeah, they've done an all right job with it. I, I just think it's a good song. Um, think- we used to cover it, didn't we, with Get Dude Up singing it? Do you remember? In the effervescent days, yes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a great tune and everything, but I guess, again, it goes back to the Green Day track on here as well. It's It's kind of like... Not what's the point of it, but yeah, like it shows how influenced that era of punk was by the Ramones. They all came up; they were the next generation after the Ramones, almost of pop punk, as it would have been known. But yeah, it just it doesn't go anywhere, does it? It it just sounds like if they'd just been asked to learn a Ramones song and play it, not can you make it your own? You have to imagine it. If someone said, "Imagine the Offspring going." I want to be sedated. That's what you'd imagine. There's no room for poetic license there, is there? You know what they're going to do. Yeah. And that's it. You were saying, like, like someone in the crowd shows, do you know how to play it? I think I know the chords. We'll have a pop at it now. And they just did it one take wonder, like, yeah, that'll do. I mean, they have been handed, I think this is definitely one of the top five 
Ramones tracks. Everyone knows this. Yeah, it was a radio hit, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, it was kind of early MTV as well, right? It was part of the... It had a video, didn't it? Generation and stuff. Yeah, the video. In 1978, actually. This, this one came out. Yeah, it might have been re-released with the video. I don't know. Yeah, I can't say. But it's the one where they sat around the kitchen table, isn't it? Got I it. think um, Green Day, Scattered, was obviously a direct homage to that video of everything in Fast Forward and them sat around. Yeah. Didn't they do this one on an episode of The Simpsons as well? Oh, The Offspring? No, sorry, The Ramones. No, that was Happy Birthday. Oh. Mr Burns. Have the Rolling Stones killed? Yeah, that one. (laughs) Happy Birthday, you old bastard. (laughs) I think they like us. (laughs) (sighs) So, yeah, that was just a bit of uplift for everyone as we trudge through this minefield of mediocrity. Nearly there. Did you read about Idle Hands at all in your research? No, I watched it with uh, Dave Shuckford once, Idle Hands. We both watched I it. I was going to say, it could have been a contender for your um, Punks on Film series. Yeah, we've, it's, it's on there. It's on there, but I think what we've sort of found is it's only funny if the film's trying to be serious. Is this a bit tongue-in-cheek already, then, is it? I've not seen it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a stoner, American Pie-era right. sort of thing. I just looked oh. on Wikipedia. I can see it's got, like, The Offspringer in it and Dexter Holland. And the track listings are like, The Living End, Blink-182, Zebrahead, The Vandals, Unwritten Law. It's, it's very much of that era and stuff. So I was like, oh. We could Maybe. look into it now. Uh, Smoothface gets his scalp pulled off by the killer hand. It, it is about a possessed hand, right? Is that... Yeah, yeah, and the lad has his hand possessed and then he's like, oh, fuck, my hand's possessed and it's making him do all this bad shit. So he cuts it off. Right. But it's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and it ruins the high school Halloween dance by killing... Like the offspring face. Of yeah. Yeah. Kills him Fucking dead. late 90s, early 2000s, man. Golden age. It was, yeah, golden age of cinema. Fuck. Seth yeah, Green as a Mick, whose hand gets possessed. Mick? <laughs> That's his name, just Mick. <laughs> Doesn't sound very American, does it? <laughs> Where's the fucking money, Keith? That's <laughs> the fucking money, Mick. <laughs> right, <laughs> don't start that again. Also, his best friend is Penub or something. Penub. Penub. Uh, well, when you've not seen it, I'll just write it as P-N-U-B as one word. Penub. <laughs> There should be a there should be a hike in there. <laughs> if if we do do it, he's going to get called Penub for the whole episode. <laughs> right, let's move on. Uh, track fourteen here today, gone tomorrow from Rocket to Russia in nineteen seventy seven, and uh, the performer is just called Rooney. Rooney.
Rooney doing here today gone tomorrow? I don't know if it was Mickey Rooney or if it was Wayne. Um, I just don't know. Just don't know. I've got a fact about it in a minute. I bet what, your what fact's you... the same as my fact. Yeah, that Johnny Ramone wanted Lisa Marie Presley to do it. Yeah. Which she later did on her Now What album. Too late, Lisa. <laughs> Too late. But she's gutted she's not getting the MLPP treatment, isn't she, old Lisa? I mean, you got to wonder where Johnny's head was at at this point. Don't In a bowl, having his hair cut, probably. <laughs> so who do you want to do uh, here today, gone tomorrow? Lisa Marie Bradley. Just a maniac. Just a maniac. Whoever talked... I'm sorry, can we talk about his hair? Please. Johnny Ramone's hair. Yeah, let's. It what? deserves a couple of minutes. Why? Why? That is just... It's terrible. Some we should lad, have asked Monty about this. We what should have. Iconic haircut. Yeah, is it? Is it It's iconic because he's the only one either ballsy enough or daft enough to have it. Well, what I, the story I always heard about it is that like it, it goes back to the Beatles, doesn't it? I don't know. The name of the Ramones comes from the Beatles. Oh, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I think it's like, yeah, yeah. Poor Ramones. Which one of the Beatles would check into a hotel and he would use the name, a pseudonym of such and such Ramone. Yeah, it's Mac and the Knacker. I think the haircut's supposed to be like an exaggerated Beatles haircut. It's taking the classic Fab Four growing it out and it's another homage to the Beatles because that must have been Johnny Ramone's thing but it looks hard as fuck like to maintain <laughs> but it's just not worth it look you just look like you look like you've been brought up by your nan that's what it looks like it looks like a nan kid I think that's testament to Johnny's like because he in all the books and, and documentaries and shit he's been called like a real fucking hard ass that's testament to like his absolute fucking. I don't know what the word is, but not one of the three other members turned around and went, "Wind your fucking neck in, lad." He was the boss man, though, wasn't he? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's, it is iconic because I think if you put all four Ramones like in silhouette, just by the hairstyles, you would know which one was which straight away. Yep, you'd be like, "There's Joey." There's Marky, that's a wig. There's either Johnny Ramone or a thin Anne Widdicombe. <laughs> and then whatever. Dee Dee had it for a bit, didn't he? The yeah, for the record, Dee Dee's hairstyle was my favourite Ramone's hairstyle. Fair one. He had it, but it was more kept in check, weren't it? A bit shorter. Yeah. That was your midlife punk podcast hair salon update there. Um, big apologies to Rooney. But I think no, no one gave a fuck about that one, did they? I actually um, made no notes about it. I mean, that's all. My only note was the fact. Fine. Let's get weirder. Let's have uh, 30 seconds, thank God, of uh, the return of Jackie and Judy uh, by a certain Mr. Thomas Waits. <laughs>
Tom Waits there doing uh, the return of Jackie and Judy. I don't get Tom Waits personally. I, I kind of. Which Punkorama was he on? It was like Punkorama Four or oh, something. Where... I got the brand, but not the burner. That one. Yeah. So that was my first ever introduction to Tom Waits. And oh. Uh, Again, I, I, has he just been trolling everyone for like his entire career? <laughs> like, like, I don't know. You think I can uh, push it a bit further this time? But I do like it. I, weirdly, I like it. He sounds like somebody really pissed up trying to sing the Beatles on this song. He is really pissed up, probably. Oh yeah. I I just I don't really get. I, there's some people who like will not hear a bad word said about Tom Waits. His first album, I think it was his first album, Closing Time, was proper fucking singer-songwriter brilliant. My notes for this, Tom Waits, Return of Jackie and Judy. Mental bastard, Tom Waits sounds like he's recording this on the floor of a pub toilet while the band's in the bar. Raggedy sandpaper on the goop. And it, you can visualise him lying on the floor under what, a store. What game. did you call him? Mental bastard? Mental bastard. Because his first album is fucking tremendous. Like, if you're into all sort of like mid 70s kind of Bob Seger kind of style stuff, well, he must have fucking hit his head so hard on something that he just came out and did shit like this. Yeah, heroin, probably. <laughs> fucking not just heroin, fucking everything. Lots of once. fag. Lots of fag, don't he? The lad. I mean, I don't know if I like this or not. I don't think I did, but I had to listen to this twice. For, for me, there's just so much going on. It's like you listen to it and you hear stuff the second time that you didn't hear the first time. It's just you forget what song is meant to be doing. Yeah, yeah, I can't even place. Because it's just, you get bits of it. And then he's off somewhere else talking shite. I would love to see him live. He's, he's not... He's old, but he's not that old, is he? Mm, probably early 70s. About a Ramon age, then. Yeah. Dickie's Dick tapping away on the, the old... <laughs> because there's a... Um... Database there. The old Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> The, the point I was trying to get around to, though, is that um, I was, can't remember what album he was on. Like, but um, the Ramones, I Don't Want to Grow Up track is originally a Tom Waits song, isn't it? I didn't know that. If you... Um, Jojo Rabbit, it's on there, the Tom Waits version, and it's great because that is such almost an iconic Ramones song. It's got that real Ramones feel to it. But... I could be wrong here. That's why I was trying to Google it before I spoke out loud, but I'm pretty sure Tom Waits did the original of it. I'll have to listen to that. It's good. Interesting. But yeah, listen, like, 
just listen to a few songs off Closing Time, his first album, <laughs> and then you'll be the same opinion as me. What the fuck happened? From what you said earlier, if it's not like Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, I'm going to be pretty annoyed. It's 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 in my top 100. <laughs> wow, what a privilege! Hey, any more on that? On the old weighty? I think at this point in the album, it's just like a fucking unexpected boxing glove to the side of the head, isn't it? I think so. Uh, track 16. They're back. The odd couple. Uh, Zeke and everyone's favourite quivering voice twat, Eddie Vedder. Uh, and they're doing probably my favourite 80s Ramon song, Daytime Dilemma. Let's have a 30-second blaster. Daytime Dilemma. It's the dangers of love. Yeah, yeah. What a song. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That is that way. Was that your quivering remarks from earlier? Uh, my notes actually say uh, Vedder back in his wobbly voice bullshit. Zeke must have been so embarrassed. Sounds like he recorded it on top of his hot point on the spinning drain. Again, Zeke must have used all the money for heroin. I'll be honest, I didn't listen. <laughs> it wasn't on the vision I found. Ah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it wasn't listed on the YouTube video. I don't, I don't know what happened to my original CD. Well, it's you want to get that on Amazon. Well, yeah. I got distracted and started playing Transport Fever 2. Yeah, so that's Zeke and Eddie Vedder. Niall, have you got any more quality notes? No! <laughs> I was confused earlier when, yeah, in the text message, you said, oh, no, there's two songs by Zeke. And I'm like, ah, I'm pretty sure there's not. <laughs> yeah, I should have listened to the whole album, shouldn't I? <laughs> yes, and then we get to the big finale, which is going to get a full playthrough for its sins. Uh, the hidden track, which isn't hidden at all. There's three tracks before it, which are 10 seconds of silence. Three of the best tracks compared with some of the others. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's, yeah, I'll pick them as my choices. <laughs> and it's uh, another Red Hot Chili Pepper, but on his own this time. Uh, John Frusciante doing Today Your Love, Tomorrow the World. And I didn't mind this one. didn't listen to it sorry <laughs> um the gospel kind of bit was fucking irritating that was annoying 
But yeah, it's an interestingly done version. Uh, Metallica do a version of this as well. Oh my god! Was that on the same Danger shenanigans? Earlier? Yeah, it was on the on the sessions that they did. Yeah. Today you love, yeah. Tomorrow the world, yeah. Yeah, John Frusciante. So it's, it's all right. Uh, the Metallica version probably better. Which is a strong thing to say. It is. Uh, and yeah, that's that. That was that pile of steaming shite. It's kind of the album that should have never happened, isn't it? I get what they were trying to do. If it had been Groovy Ghoulies, if it had been the Queers, Mr. T Experience, da, 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 you would have known what you were going to get. Uh, and I think they were just trying to half cash in with the big names and half uh, be a bit out there. Yeah, I guess it gave bands of a broader spectrum an opportunity to say, yeah, they this band changed our lives. But, I mean, can't they just do that in a Facebook post? <laughs> Not in 2003. <laughs> a MySpace post. <laughs> Niall, any closing remarks? Yeah, I'm not doing that again. I'm not listening to that ever again. Well, we've done it now. We've we've critiqued it. It's done. I did used to put the CD on in my car when we were like travelling places with mates, for only for the bands level yeah. of it. Just about it would be almost like place bets. Guess what song and what band do you think this is? Just because people were like, "What the fuck." They've done a real Ramonesy thing. Uh, if you listen to the CD, which nobody here listening to this will, unless they've got loads of money, um, there, there's no gap between the songs. It's just straight in all the way through. Uh, which Maz Manson fading out <laughs> pretty abruptly, actually. He's quite. He's quite good. Right, listen, everybody. We're going to go. Thank you to Dickie. Uh, for for his time and contributions this fine Saturday evening. He's been hungover from Carol's cronies all day, so that'll learn you. Um, Niall, thanks for rushing back from that London uh, after watching top Channel 4 disabled comedy programme, The Last Leg, being filmed. It was good, wasn't it? It really was, yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Representing um, the podcast on there, right? You had the shirt on. Yes, no, I just to go mainstream. I was sitting on the Shackleford hoodie as well because yeah, seats uh, were dead uncomfortable. Best place for it. <laughs> so, yeah, look, uh, we were supposed to have light year this week. Will they reschedule? Who knows? Who knows? Such an unpredictable bunch of bastards. Have they figured out it was me who was calling them FPs on Facebook during Till the Fest? Maybe. I just don't know. Uh, but we definitely are going to be back next week with Bruce from Adrenaline OD, aren't we, Niall? We sure are. Nice. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Then we've got Be Fair, we've got Versus You coming up. Um, yeah, happy days. Take care Look. of yourselves. Uh, avoid nuclear wars. Duck and cover at the appropriate time. Um, bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah, yeah.